bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. I just wanted you to know exactly how I feel. I was fine and everything was going. And then <sighs> something happened today. And it, it made me start to think about what's going on. And I started thinking about other people. By the way, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. All right. I started thinking about yesterday. The conversations we had, right? If you remember my topic from yesterday. And I was talking about what the world needs and what we need and I never really quite said what I thought we needed. I, I, I never suggested what my thoughts were as it related to what the world needed. Or, or even what we need to be, right? So... I kind of thought that we live in a society where values and status are placed on cars, clothes, and homes, and, and 
Really, we all dream about having more. And I'm planning on having more. I'm thinking about having more. And I'm working on having more. So, when I think about it, when I think about other people, I think about things that I've wanted more of. More money, more house, more cars, and I got all three. As you get older, you make more, you work, you have a business, you do whatever it is you do, you get your hustle on, and you make more money. Then you buy more house. And then you get more cars. But as I look around, we never really seem to be happy. In fact, instead of being, and because it was Thanksgiving, being thankful for what we do have, and this is something I've been a victim of, we hate on people who have more than us. And I think that's what a couple of texters that that text in that day, I think that's what the issue was. People hate people who have more. Just just perceiving them to have more than you makes you upset. I have no issues with an Elon Musk who's worth, I don't even know how many hundreds of billions of dollars or tens of billions of dollars. But we hate on people who have more than us. Now, being in constant competition with neighbors, coworkers, family, I watch people do that too. As I grew up, I had friends of mine who were in competition. I knew a guy that said that he had to have a new car every three years. So he just leased the car and then got a new one. Because he liked the, what the smell of a new car and the drive of a new car meant. And so I thought about it. You're not in competition with neighbors or coworkers or family members. That's exhausting enough. You're in competition with yourself. But with that, you lose sight of the important things in your life. Your children, your spouse your significant other, your relationships. And what I think is more important, your health. And so if you place more value on things, you won't feel fulfilled. It'll actually drive you away from happiness. Because after all, happiness isn't defined by the amount of stuff you have. Money, I might argue with you. Stuff, Not so much. So my thing is. If you had to have a list of what's good in your life right now. And you couldn't mention anything that was a material possession. Would you have a hard time coming up with the list? Again, if you had to make a list and think about everything that's good in your life right now, this day, this instance, while you hear my voice, 10 minutes after the hour, 
but you can't mention any material thing. You can't mention your house, your car, your money. Would you have a hard time coming up with the list? And then with that, I'd have to ask you, do you have a hard time just being happy and grateful? Well, look, we we all have big dreams, but we can't begin to work toward our goals until we accept who we are and where we are today. And that's the message I want you to understand. We cannot begin to move forward until we accept who we are and where we are. And that means we have to have a sincere appreciation for life lessons of yesterday and the skills, the abilities, the talents, all the things that we have today. Now, sure, we we all want a nice house, nice furniture, nice TV, nice jobs, nice car, nice jewelry, nice clothes, nice. but, But how can we appreciate the finer things in life if we can't be thankful for the simpler things? So a couple things. Expressing your gratitude doesn't have to be reserved for Thanksgiving dinner. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones today why you're grateful today. And then listen to what they say in return. And number two, encourage your children to embrace gratitude. You may not have children. You might have nieces, nephews. You know, we all got cousins, right? Even when they're not cousins, we all got cousins. Children need to learn how to put their focus on not influencing others and take control of what influences them. But ironically, the condition, and and this is what I want you to understand, the condition of the things you want in life is actually the way You should treat people. Simple. Nice. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. last week near 87th and Hemlock, and that's where we find our Uba Ali this afternoon with the latest details. Uba, this is just heartbreaking. 
Yeah, Simone, and that 10-year-old boy is now being charged with first-degree reckless homicide, and he's being charged as an adult. Now, police initially reported that he was playing with the gun when it went off in this home behind me and striked his mother. According to a criminal complaint we obtained, family contacted Milwaukee police the day after the shooting with serious concerns. They say the boy told his aunt he was actually aiming the gun at his mother. According to detectives, that boy admitted to being mad at his mom for waking him up early that morning and not letting him buy something online. Family told police the boy has, quote, rage issues. According to that same complaint, one family member said they, quote, felt bad for not stepping in earlier because they knew eventually something bad was going to happen. Now, within the hour, we asked Mayor Cavalier Johnson about the charges the 10-year-old is facing. Look, anytime there's violence that happens uh, in Milwaukee, whether it's committed by somebody who's 10 years old or much older than that, uh, that gives me pause. I don't want to see anybody hurt or lose their lives uh, in the city. In this particular case, uh, I don't have uh, the details just yet. This is something that is just coming to my attention uh, just this morning. A cash bond of $50,000 was sent for the 10-year-old. He is well, he will remain at the juvenile justice facility. He is due back in court on December 7th. Reporting near 87th and Hemlock, Uba Ali. Simone. Oh, 10, so young. Thanks, Uba. So what are your thoughts after hearing that? A 10-year-old. And once again, I'm waiting for all the protests and the screaming and the hollering, not against the family, but the fact that exactly. So we have no idea what happened in this family. We have no idea. But they were so quick to put what the kid was upset about and that he was charged as an adult. I find it interesting because I never see, well, we'll get into it. Let's go back through the story. If you got a comment on this, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm confused because of this. I went on TMJ4.com. And they had the story up and they had another story up and they're talking about all the stuff that went through. And then I read the story and it's written by Madison Goldbeck. Updated at 329 this afternoon. So about an hour ago. Ten year old boy shot and killed his 44 year old mother last week in Milwaukee, charged with first degree homicide. First mistake. He was not charged with first degree homicide. As an adult, he was charged with first degree reckless. So let's get that right, because those are two different and very significantly different crimes. Number one, according to the criminal complaint, and they go through all the things and all that and what he did. And 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 initially he said he was twirling it and it went off and woke up his sister. They found mom dead, called 911. Then due to his age. They let him remain at home. Next day, family contacts them with concerns. 26-year-old sister told detectives he has rage issues all his life. And five different imaginary people that talk to him. See, these are the, these are the things in the report 
that are not reported on TV. And if you don't take the time to read the story buried in the story, you're given information that basically makes it seem like this kid is acting like an adult and he is so smart that when you got children and they're black, you got to just charge them as adults because it's just heinous. It's terrible. When in fact, he has rage issues all of his life and five different imaginary people he talked to. A therapist previously gave, previously gave the boy a concern concerning diagnosis. What is that? Is that schizophrenia? Is it paranoid schizophrenia? Is it bipolar? Is it ADHD? And the mother had placed cameras inside the home to watch him. And according to the complaint, two weeks prior to the woman's murder, someone had unplugged these cameras. Probably the mother, probably the kid. We don't know. The sister told detectives she learned that morning after their mother's death, the boy actually logged into the mother's Amazon account, ordered an Oculus virtual reality headset. The complaint says the family member alleges that the boy would pick up their puppy by the tail, swing the puppy around until it whined and howled in pain. This occurred when the boy was allegedly four years old and an aunt told detectives that the boy would never cry, never showed remorse following his mother's death. The complaint alleges the 10 year old told his aunt that he was actually aiming the gun at his mother. The day after his mother's death, the aunt said he apologized for killing his mom and then asked and had his Amazon package arrived in a second interview. The boy admitted it. He also admitted getting his mother's keys for the gun lock the night before. And then they talked to neighbors and on and on and, you know, people complaining in the neighborhood. I'm shocked it happened around here and all these other things. Mayor Cavalier Johnson was asked, anytime there's a crime in the city, whether it's a 10 year old boy or someone much older, it's concerning. I don't want people to get hurt, as in this case, I'm just learning about it. How are you just learning about this? Because I know you are briefed or somebody in your office is briefed because they get a daily briefing every day. I'm sure of what's going on in the city crimes come on now you got a chief of staff you got all this stuff you're just learning about it come on then in the story and this is what upset me about the story the 10 year old boy was charged with first degree reckless homicide so which part of this are you lying in the part where you said he got charged with first degree reckless homicide and if convicted faces a maximum of 60 years or at the beginning of the story when it said the 10 year old boy shot and killed his 44 year old mother in Milwaukee last week and is charged with first degree homicide, which is it, which is it? Get your facts straight, get your story straight because I'm sure if this was in the wild counties, we would not be having this conversation. You'd nail every detail. You probably wouldn't have even released it because you would want to make sure you got all the facts, right? Stop making assumptions about a family that you don't know of. Had a conversation about it today with a group. Somebody in the group says, you know what's missing? They don't mention a father. I said, just because they don't mention a father doesn't mean the father wasn't there. Stop making assumptions or reasons why you think something's not right because it doesn't match what you think it should match. There are a significant number of people who come from single parents home, present company included, that make it just fine. 
there's a number of people that come here to this city, make it, and do phenomenal things because they actually came from a single-parent household. But at some point, we have to understand that when the media goes out of its way to misdiagnose, to misread, to miswrite, I have a problem with that. Because now you're talking about my community. You're talking about people that look like me. And you're wrong. That boy has mental health issues, and I want you to treat him the same way you treated those two white girls for Slenderman. Put in a defense that's going to get this kid something that'll give him help. 833-212-1017 is the number. J.D., you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hello, going once. You there? There you are. JD. Hello. JD going once. Okay, that was weird. And so I pressed one button and both went on. So it's it's gotta be a restart with the computer and all that stuff. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and we're going to make sure the phones and everything are set up because we want to make sure we hear from you. This has me most irritated. So make sure you hang on. Please do not hang up. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back, we're going to talk about this 10-year-old. We're going to talk about my opening. We've got traffic, weather, and sports up next. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Been thinking about going back to school. Concordia University offers flexible schedules and online courses, including accelerated bachelor's degrees, several graduate degrees, fully online, allowing you to work and work toward that degree while saving you both time and money. And Concordia professors teach from a Christian perspective. Imagine. Next year, you could be just one year older or a year closer to your dreams. Find out more at cuw.edu. Concordia University. Live uncommon. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me see. Talk and text line is blowing up. 
talking text line is blowing up. Uh, phone are blowing up. JD from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Can you hear me now, Dr. King? I can hear you now. Wonderful. I think your opening and <laughs> it's me. I think the opening and the story of the young man ties in together. I think where we've moved as a society is we're in the pursuit of happiness when we should be looking for joy. My uh, psychological understanding of joy and happiness is happiness is external and it's fleeting. We need joy, something that comes from inside that's innate, that tells us that we are human and spiritual and we're having an experience that allows us to be interconnected and to understand each other. And the young man was disconnected. That mother put kids through college. She is an awesome woman. She's in the community and she was doing what she was supposed to do. And people still have problem children. Just because you're living a a correct life and doing the right thing does not mean that the children are going to follow that or that you did something wrong. Um, Again, you pointed out that the man may, the young man may have heard voices. So to me, from my limited experiences, that, that doesn't sound like bipolar, which it could be, psychotic features, but it sounds like someone who is having a psychotic break. So probably someone that's schizophrenic. And then the fact that he showed no empathy after his mother died, he did apologize, but he asked about the virtual headset shows that we're looking at someone with a personality disorder. There's no medicine for that. Donald Trump suffers from a uh, personality disorder. He's narcissistic. You can't give him anything for that. Those people have to be helped with help therapy and self-control. And what we're not doing in the school system is teaching mental health. And something that you stress on your show and on this radio station is financial literacy. All of those go in together because a whole bunch of money ain't going to make you happy. You have to have joy within yourself. That, that, that headset would have made the boy happy, but that wouldn't have brought him joy. And because of his psychological disorders and the inability to be treated, and even though uh, there was help being sought, it didn't meet the needs, he struck out. And what I think is we need more empathy, and the young man should not be charged as an adult. He may need to be in a psychiatric hospital, but he definitely doesn't need to be in jail because they would send him to a youth prison, and then he would go to Ryoc. And and yep. anybody that's worked in the DLC will tell you that that is probably the worst prison in the state. Yep. It's, it's worse than Green Bay and Wapon. Those kids victimize each other constantly. If it's not sexual, it's physical, it's psychological. They take in their clothes, they underwear, those older men. And could, because they are men in there with children, they victimize them. He does not need to be in a prison. And he needs some help. And as a society, we need to rebuild these children and tell them that it's not about being happy. It's about having a duty to yourself and your family and your community so that you can be a better person. And I, that's where I'm at with that today, Dr. Ken. I, I appreciate that. I think one of the one of the issues is we need to look at because there was a there was a therapist quoted that said that there were there was a concerning diagnosis, but they didn't tell what it was because he's a he's a child. But but one of the issues is we need to go back and look at what the family did. And it sounds like the family was not only acutely aware of what was wrong with the kid, that they had been doing things because he had talked to a psychologist. Um, Mom had put up cameras. They were doing proactive things to make sure this boy got him. We don't know if he was on medication. He was seeing a seeing a. a physician. We don't we, we don't know if he was under physician's care. Like all those things need to be brought out 
But but these news stories are making assumptions and presenting a picture and a narrative as if, well, nobody really cared about this kid. And he just kind of felt like we have no idea if he was on medication and he took himself off medication. He might have been faking taking medication. It could have been he was on medication and it was the wrong medication. There are myriad Anybody things. Anybody that's on medication will tell you Correct. sometimes that medication dry out your mouth. Correct. Sometimes that medication make you feel where you don't feel like nothing. But that's not the reason not to take sleep. the medication, and that's one of the things that I'm we have. You. You, know, you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, yeah. but if it's your child, you're going to have to suffer with your child. And, uh, and we don't know any of that information, and we need more information. We don't. And I don't understand yeah, how this prosecutor – oh, I, I've never blamed the mother – but I can't understand how this prosecutor took what limited information they had and charged the 10-year-old with, and, and that's the lowest age you can charge somebody as an adult in the state of Wisconsin, okay. or, or even with okay. a crime. You charged them as an adult when information in the story in the report shows that the kid has mental health issues. No, no ADO, no, no, no ADA, I can't even, no AODA, um, Testing, no mental health testing, no psychologists, no psychiatrist. There needs to be at least what two or three psychiatrists so they can verify oh, what definitely. this kid's like. Yes. No, I didn't hear none of that. All I heard was this proud prosecutor is happy they charged a 10 year old. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're an idiot. Yep. Okay. And I'll leave you with this, uh, Dr. Ken. And that goes back to something you also talk about frequently. We need more black prosecutors. We need our black lawyers to become prosecutors and to be judges and, and to advocate for our children and to realize and see them as humans like they do in the wild counties because it's a lot of that type of stuff that goes on, yep. and especially in rural Wisconsin. Yep. And that stuff gets swept under the rug. And a perfect example is something you brought up about two or three weeks ago, that fire in Heartland. We still haven't heard anything about that. Come to find out the mother and the father both had self-inflected wounds. Right. And that was it. That's all we know. And they haven't talked about this family. There have been no pictures. There's been nothing. And it's done. And when things like that happen in the black community, it's all of a sudden something horrible. And it's a horrible place when it's not. And beautiful things come out of the black community. And that's where I'm at, Dr. Ken. I love y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your week. All right. You too, J.D. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. What are, what, what, are, what, what are your thoughts about all this? Oh, wow. He explained it pretty well. Because, um, you know, when I call the show, you know what I say. Every time, every time something is bad, it's got to be blackface. You know, but it, he's, it, like I said, he's a kid. You know, I'm just thinking as you're talking about him, because you think about a kid as a baby, and as they're growing into their years, you think about him as they're growing, and he's only 10. You know, to me, he's still a baby, you know. And uh, um, to just sit up here and just crash the law on, the, uh, on him like that, especially before, I mean, he's even gone, gone to court. It's like he's, uh, what is, he's convicted already. Well, you got to go to court. Right. You yeah, got to go to court. Yeah. But I'm saying you charge the kid after a couple of days and call, talking to a few people. And I'm like, wh where's the evaluation? Oh, he'll get that when he you should have did an evaluation before you charged them. So you can find out yeah. what's wrong with this That's kid and mitigate it. Then if you want to charge him with something, I'm OK. W where is it? Mm -hmm. And and a fifty thousand like dollar cash bail. Like, 
I'm 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 done. Look, I, all I say is they're making good money off uh, uh, putting blackface in the media. Even that judge that uh, had Daryl Brooks' case, oh, she's getting all this publicity. She's getting mail from all over the world, and oh boy, everybody's talking about how how calm and she should be calm. She's a judge. I don't think she's going to get up there and show out. But she's good. now she's going to run for Supreme Court, and she's got really advertisement already. And I'm and I'm saying we got to pay for all of this, and and our kids or our people are the ones that's getting stumped on because the media always put us out there as criminals, and it's only like I say six percent black folks in Wisconsin. So how can we be all the criminals when they're hiding everything everybody else do with newsletters? Or if it's in wherever, Oak Creek or wherever, they got to put Milwaukee up to show you how close Milwaukee is to the scene. I want to find out the name. I want to find out the name of the person who charged this kid. I want to know the assistant district attorney's name who charged. I want I want to see a copy of the complaint to see who 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 swore it out, who the detectives were and who was the prosecutor. That set that 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 charged this kid with reckless homicide. Yeah. What was the investigation that happened up to or was it just the police and then the detectives and then they took it to the D.A.? I want to know what information did you get from the kid about the kid, not from the family, not from reports, but Mm -hmm. actually had this kid tested to figure out. What exactly is going on here so that we can charge appropriately? Should he be held accountable? Absolutely. But there are different ways Mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. Not charging a 10-year-old up less than a week after it happens with with first-degree reckless homicide. It, it just well, he was thirty seven when he did what he did, you know. Yeah, but your son was thirty years old. I mean, it's not right what he did. Right. It it's not. All right. Thank you much, Sandra. Okay. All Uh right. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line says, my grandson has mental health issues and we're trying to get help, but there is none that we can find. I would go to any community hospital, I'm sorry, community clinic, and ask them for a referral. Go to Children's Hospital and ask for a referral. Go to Children's Court and ask for a referral. Worst case, if he doesn't have insurance, put him on Badger Care and let the state pay for it. Talk to any licensed professional counselor and they should be able to steer you somewhere that can help your grandchild. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. When we come back, more on a 10-year-old charged with first-degree reckless homicide. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Winky, you're on the new 1017, The Truth. Hey, good afternoon to you, Dr. Ken. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm, I've been listening to you, and uh, with this 10-year-old kid, um, let's be totally honest. Who was, uh, who interrogated this kid uh, into uh, accepting a confession from a kid? I mean, was there an attorney present? I mean, uh, face this profile. This this is a high profile case. Uh, so it would the, the charge. First, first of all, it's not a confession; it's an admission. Well, admission. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, so it was an admission by a child. Now, uh, what I was saying at this magnitude wouldn't that have to ultimately land at the feet of children? to make a decision of this uh, magnitude of a 10-year-old child being charged in his, in his uh, jurisdiction? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it did, but I don't know what what rules Chisholm runs his office by with his ADAs. There might have been a chief ADA who signed off on it or Chisholm himself. I mean, you know, they're an assistant well, district attorney. Right well, I tell you one thing. It's a grandstand for Chisholm's job, the DA. That, that did this, that had the, the, the guts to do it because uh, he'll be looked on all over. The, that's a hanging GA. He, he once prosecuted a 10-year-old boy. You know, there was a guy by the name of... Um, well, prosecution Peter. doesn't really... Prosecution doesn't mean that much unless the kid well, is if convicted. He run for office, if he wants to run for that position one day... Who? The, the, the prosecutor that is... That's that that's uh, that's been the charge this boy. Oh, we need to get the name of both of them to make sure that neither of them ever has a like they should never be able to well, run for office. But we don't know. We, hang on. We don't know what that ADA was told to do. They might have been directed to do that and they were doing their job. OK, well, I'm with you on that. But at the same time, my question is, how was this kid? I mean, a 10 year old kid, man, you can almost get him some McDonald's and he's going to say what you want him to say. If you give him some leading questions into, uh, Uh -uh, uh -uh. don't, don't do that. Don't make an assumption that somebody's doing something wrong because you're not happy with the fact that a 10 year old got charged. 10 year old committed a homicide. Well, so whether he has mental health, whether he has a mental health issue or not, they, they, they shot somebody. I'm pretty sure the police, Followed every rule that juvenile law gives them as it relates to when they question this kid. Okay, I'll get along with that. There was a kid, uh, uh, Peter Zimmer. Okay, we not we are not getting. We, I'm not getting into no other killings and shootings at all. We're talking about the ten year old here in Milwaukee. But we're talking about a kid that wasn't. No, we're not. With an, I'm, I don't. I don't care about that. I honestly don't. I'm not comparing them because it's apples and oranges. We're talking about two different kids and two different circumstances and two different play. I'm I'm not. Anything else you, you want to talk about apples. with the ten year old? Well, I, I want to also mention about joy and happiness. You know something, Doc? I got to say something. Yes, you. sir. 
Last week, I, I made a statement. We would just because that might be, I think that was Friday or something. We talked, you talked, I don't even know if it was Friday, but we talked about success shining. Mm-hmm. And one thing about it, after I made the, after I made a comment that seemed to have been successful, you know what you did right away? You know what you did? What? You shamed me. You know what you did? You said, a broken clock is right at least two times a day. And that, that's a prime example mm-hmm. of, 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 of what that is. But okay. anyway, man, I appreciate you. But, but Peter Zimmer, believe it, killed his whole family. They didn't charge him as no attack. He killed them and then said, yeah, I killed them all. And that's why you got put on hold, because you talk, and then you talk about shaming, and then you turn around and throw it in when I say I didn't want to talk about it. Don't take Winky's call. For at least a week. See, that's what I'm talking about. You say I success shamed you, and then you completely and totally disregard what I say and just go talk about something and think you're going to throw it in. Watch this. Don't take his call. There we go. And somebody will say that's mean. But I sat here and told you that I didn't want to talk about it. We, let's move on because we're talk, talking about a 10-year-old, but you want to compare him to a case that has nothing to do with it. Stop comparing apples and oranges. Stop comparing two different. Every case has its own set of incidents and its own set of, of uh, circumstances that are evidence in that case. You can't use it in another case. So, Peter, whoever is completely and totally irrelevant to this 10-year-old. But what do you do? You pretend. Nah, I ain't trying to do that. 833-212-1017. At least be authentic and be clear. Don't lie to me. And when I ask you not to say something, then you do it. And then you wonder why you get get treated a certain way. Because you lied. And then you still brought it up. Done. And I know I'm going to be the one that's going to be mean. But you brought it on yourself. And I guess this isn't success shaming. It's failure shaming. How's that? Ridiculous. 833-212-1017 is the number. First of all, they, should have, they shouldn't have interviewed him without an adult or a lawyer. You have no idea whether or not they did that. Stop making assumptions about stuff we don't know. I'm pretty sure they followed the rules. Nobody's going to do that and then have the case thrown out on a technicality like that. That's low-hanging fruit. If the rules say you have to have an adult with you or somebody there, or the, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure they did. Or no ADA is going to even charge the case if you got evidence that's tainted. That's fruit of the poisonous tree or something like that. Anyway, yeah. 833-212-1017 is the number. We got a boatload of calls. We got a boatload of talking texts. For me, I'll be back after the news. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.